0: city of justice, a city of love, a city of peace for every one of us. We all need it, can't live without it, a Gotham City, oh. Hello, and you are listening to the Gotham Chronicle Podcast, powered by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out the Batman Universe for this and many other great Batman podcasts. I'm Josh, and joining me is... This is Donovan. And uh, hey, guys, uh, we've been gone for a few months because Gotham decided to take a spring break, which was just about as long as their summer breaks usually are. So hope everyone had a good Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day. Um, I almost said 4th of July, that's not right. Um, <laughs> uh, April Fool's Day. Watching the latest
1: Marvel hit uh, in the form of uh, Iron Fist.
0: And Lego Batman came out while we were gone. <laughs> that was a fun movie. <laughs> um, and, and and Earth Day. <laughs> I mean, it was weird not having Gotham around for Earth Day. Since, you
1: I know. saw Lego Batman the same day I saw Fifty
0: Shades Darker. <laughs> Please tell me Batman was better. <laughs> oh, uh, rest, assured. rest assured, The funny thing about Lego Batman is you have a Gordon who just like gleefully like presses a button over and over and over again. <laughs> like <laughs> that's what Ben McKenzie's going to grow up to become. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, this episode is called "How the Riddler Got His Name," and uh, I don't know what you're thinking. We saw Batman Forever. We saw him like you know uh, give names to that machine until he just came up with the Riddler. <laughs> nice try nice try Gotham and Gotham Chronicle podcast. We know your game uh, but in this it's a little different because the Riddler you know now that he's single again because he killed his last true love, he needs another true love so he's like, I know I pick Gordon, but it's like uh Gordon's not in the plot this week. he's off doing like a random side plot. he's like, oh man, well, once you go, uh, is it Ray? I might <laughs> get in trouble if I do. I watch you go black; you never go back, jokes. So. <laughs> he's he's like, uh oh. <laughs> Gordon's not available. So hey, Lucius Fox, we had some fun. So he and Lucius, you know, spend most of the episode uh, flirting and doing riddles while Harvey's, you know, like flying around, going, "Slave me! Ah, it's boiling acid." My glass! <laughs> <laughs> as, <laughs> so, as Bullock always does. But honestly, yeah, like Bullock basically becomes like that security guard from the beginning of like that. Uh, real talk. I thought about that. The, the, I, I thought about
1: that exact guy when I was watching it.
0: <laughs> D- D- Dustin uh, and me like referenced him like on on another episode of like the Comic Cast. I know years ago, like whenever like there's like a jittery hostage, we always like think of that guy <laughs> who's very nice, who had like a very nineties look about him from what I recall, but. Uh, like he, was really right. supposed, he was
1: really supposed to be Wayne Knight, but Wayne Knight
0: turned it down. I was about to say, it, like, it reminded me of Newman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was supposed to be Newman. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no thanks, I have some dignity. i you excuse me. <laughs> it's time to do another season of Happily Divorced. Oh, no, no, not Happily Divorced, I'm sorry, the, ex- the exes. You know? <laughs> uh, I'm confusing my TV sitcoms about divorces. you know, getting into hijinks. <laughs> Stupid me. <laughs> um, so that's happening meanwhile you know uh, (laughs) Bruce Riley is back and I guess he's a clone because like we're wondering like what the heck is? we've been guessing clone all along but like Catherine calls him a clone although like I still would like confirmation just like to what the heck he is and how he exists so (laughs) He, he writes love notes to like the real Bruce but signs them Selena which is kind of a weird thing to do like why would he sign them Selena Selena's already another established character on the show explain yourselves Gotham uh so Bruce answers the letter and gets a rematch with Sonny Gilzeen remember that last the last time they fought you know like Bruce got his butt kicked but this time you know he only gets his heart kicked his, his butt is fine but not until he runs into Bruce Riley who like kidnaps him and takes his. that's right guys Bruce is kidnapped again and takes his place and Alfred suspects something immediately because in all of his training he forgot to know that he doesn't like Alfred's cooking <laughs>
1: uh, Shepard Spy
0: yeah shepherd Shepherd's Spy
1: <laughs> um, meanwhile, in the third plot, uh, did you mention oh, Gordon?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gordon and his uncle go on a go on a hunting trip in the woods, where Gordon, you know, decides that he refuses to murder deer because, like, he saw Bambi, and he's like, he only he only saves his murder for like former mayors of Gotham. That's a line I will never cross. Gordon, your father was killed by the Cordova No, I wasn't. It was a car crash. Was there any? Owls near your core crowd. I,
1: I, I think all of them Jim, not Gordon, because he's his uncle. <laughs> 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 it's,
0: it's like Chris. <laughs> so uh, he's like, I'm, in, I'm inviting you to join the court of owls. And uh, he's like, but. I actually want you to help me betray them. But little does Gordon know that his uncle is actually, like, betraying Gordon because he and Catherine are like, ah, oh, yes, Gordon fell for everything. <laughs> Good. Well, it
1: was like, do you think he'll join us? Well, only time will tell. Now, how about your project? And then, like, Bruce wakes up in CUN 1 <laughs> Bruce, at the end. Bruce
0: wakes up and he's like, I better not be on Dollmaker Island. And he looks out the window. Oh, thank goodness. A mountainous range. The Himalayas. <laughs> That's <long. laughs> uh, To be continued. (laughs) So, I almost called you Gordon. Donovan, (laughs) this is our first Gotham experience in months. What do you think?
1: Um, I'm sure to hear what you think, but I'll say that um, I actually quite enjoyed this for the most part. It wasn't perfect. There were like one or two. But, But honestly, the things I didn't care for, I didn't hate. And um, the things I liked, I really liked. I actually really love. I think this is the the best like Riddler story we've gotten since the show began. And I mean, I'll, I'll elaborate further, but I was, I was actually very happy with that. Um, I I like seeing Bruce beat up Sonny Gilzean because I, I like he's, he's been beaten up enough, and I thought he had enough development where he can hold his own in the fight now.
0: He should get a victory before he's kidnapped again.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I, I didn't love the, the, the Gordon-Cortivales um, thing, but honestly, that was so little in the show that, like, I, 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 I can't really whine about
0: it. <laughs> so yeah. It, that was the least interesting plot line for me. Like, when it cut back to it and they were at the hunting cabin, which is the same set from Baroni um, and Penguin when they, like, went there in season one. Uh,
1: yeah, that, that, that was, like... I think it was the first time that, like, the Gordon plot was by far the weakest in the episode. Also, I did. I disliked, you know, Deus ex Poison Ivy. Say, so, you know, who are you? Uh, I'm Ivy
0: Pepper. Duh. Oh, right. I mentioned that in in my fake recap. Yeah, that, 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 I didn't care well, for that. <laughs> but know each other? I was like accessing my Bertone memory banks to like try and think if they've ever interacted at any point in the series. And uh, I, I didn't dig too deep because like I didn't care enough to. But like because she's been on the show so little, I it's just like the, uh, yeah, I, I doubt that they have. So it's fine. I mean, for the most uh, part, I
1: actually really enjoyed
0: this episode. What do you think? I uh, I liked it a lot. Uh, it wasn't one of my favorites, but it was. This is probably my second favorite Riddler episode. My first being um, the one where he framed Gordon in season two. Like, remember that one where like he puts together that like elaborate like death trap for Gordon to like get him to go to jail for the um, murder of like all those cops. Like, I thought, like, but but this that was like the Riddler being like calculated and cool. This was like the Riddler, like you know. Trying to but this is the Riddler up.
1: actually being the Riddler. I mean,
0: he's straight up the Riddler in this
1: one yeah, as I mean, opposed I mean, to that I mean, one.
0: I he was a- in that episode, too. But, like, you know, I, I liked him this, you know, where he was... You saw, like, the psychosis of him, the whole, like, you know, I don't... Eh. Him, like, his frustration when people were, like, not getting the riddles right. Like, it was a good chance to let Lucius Fox shine. No, girl. Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, as much as I like... You know, when Gordon like spars with like Nigma in the show, I was glad that it wasn't just like another Gordon versus, you know, Nigma thing because it really did give Lucius Fox some time to shine. To which, like, I do have to ask myself, what is his job on the show? Like, he wasn't a, he was like the assistant medical examiner or like something. Or, I,
1: well, he, he, he straight up replaced Leslie when she left with Mario Falcone, but now that she's back, he's like a data analyst or something.
0: I, I, like, I think I think he, like, he was like that. At like, the beginning He's of season. like going the Bullock. Like this is the latest crime that we have to solve. Like, like.
1: Well, I mean, was it? Well, he was working there when she was working there at the start of the season. So I guess that like he just had a separate job the entire time.
0: I'm talking, I think was, I, I think that the beginning of the season explained what his role was. But like, it was weird to me that like not only is he like, I didn't feel like he'd be the one like reporting stuff to the Bullock, but he played off of Nygma really really well, and I do love that. Like you know. He never like he he would like look Nigma in the eyes and like wouldn't necessarily like well he did play his game a little bit but you know he's like come on you know Ed like why are you doing this so like what's this all <laughs> um, I do yeah. during that scene in the car like I I did get a Batman Returns vibe he's like Nigma it's not too late turn yourself in and it was like playing the music uh, that sounded oh okay <laughs> like, rips off his like I'm expecting like Nigma to like uh, Nigma I'm expecting Lucius to like rip off his like rubber mask. And, like, uh, <laughs> and Christopher Walken to shoot him.
1: <laughs> well, what I liked is that, like, yeah, this is, this is... I think this is, without question, the most screen time Luchos has gotten. And it wasn't even so much screen time. I thought that, like, he... they get The writing was really good with him. I liked how you said that he wasn't... There were, there were elements to him that, like, it, he wasn't just in Gordon's role doing Gordon things. He was doing things his own way. I liked when, like, you know, Bullock was like, hit the guy! And he's like, I'm not hitting anybody. And, like, he, he was very intelligent without, like, losing his cool... Um, and honestly, it was interesting to me I mean, I think it was a little, a little contrived But I don't, I don't care that, like, Riddler is like I need I need to like, find Jim Gordon Then, like, just went to Lucius Fox But, um, I did like how it Lucius Lucius versus Riddler was a very interesting kind of matchup That I thought worked well and did not expect to see in the show Um And I, my favorite scene was when, like, Harvey was in that death strap And, like, Lucius was kind of figuring things out I thought that was actually a one of the most entertaining scenes that like they've done, and it made me realize how they've really th- That's that's why th- that's why I think that this is like Nigma's best episode because it's the most riddlery it's been in terms of, like where his character's going, and and for good reason too. So I thought that that was like that whole plot line. I thought I thought was entirely successful, and I'm really glad that like it also gave Lucius a lot to, a lot to do in addition to kind of build up uh, Nigma to where he needed to be.
0: Yeah, yeah, and. <laughs> I joked to you while I was watching, it reminded me of, like, Zoo Ranger with, like, the whole, um, for those who don't, who didn't watch Zoo Ranger, which I'm sure that every, you know, listener of the show did, it, it's um the source material for Power Rangers, and there was this, like, Riddler, like, Sphinx, that would, like, like Ning was doing, he would, like, uh, give random children on the playground riddles, but then when they got them wrong, he would, like, get angry, turn into, like, this Sphinx monster, and say, worthless scum, I'll send you flying, then flap his wings till they flew away and turned into trees.
1: <laughs> that's true. That's that's exactly. That's absolutely what happened. No, like no, no joke.
0: Yeah, that was that was pretty accurate. <laughs>
1: but, um,
0: well, I mean, I mean what do we are, are, are we on Witcher's Fox specifically? Because we we can talk about that entirely. Fox, like, Nigma, e- even Ghost Cobblepot, which like we're do, we're doing right. the whole ghost thing again. Which actually, um, I did like Ghost Penguin, even though like I do feel that the whole ghost in the show is kind of cliche and it, it, it kind of overdone, but it works.
1: Yeah. I've actually seen that, like, this is the third show of this season I've seen. They did that in Crazy's Girlfriend. They did that in Sherlock where, you know, a beloved character who's no longer with the show talks to them before they... And then, like, you know, at the last minute they leave. They're, they're without a trace. and But I do think that they did, they did it well in this one. I, I think that, like, they wrote Penguin very well. And while it was, a, it was a trope, it was done without without being a screaming cliche. Like, you know... um. Penguin has these good points. It's like you know that I know everything that you're gonna do or whatever, and it, 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 it was character. It drove Riddler to a point, and I, I liked I when Lucia says, "Where's Penguin? What happened to make
0: you be like this? Did you?" Yeah, like oh, that, that that was a good moment. Like,
1: did you
0: yeah, yeah. It, it, it was, I was like this. This is a
1: little out of character. Um, but
0: what did you think about that? That, that like whole music number that that came out of nowhere. It's funny because um over the break, uh, one of the things that happened is. We had a Flash and Supergirl like musical like episode crossover. And then um and then people like uh, I guess asked the Gotham producers at like one of the conventions, ah, will there ever be a Gotham musical episode? They said, What? No, not at all. Like cut to the first episode back and we get like a mini musical actually, we got like three musical numbers because there was like singing pieces of fruit, like that was one of the oh, <laughs> <yeah>. so, like a <laughs> singing by grape, you know, like it comes to it comes to like Gordon. <laughs> or he, he's looking for Gordon. It's like, Gordon's not here this episode, you know, but you can see... And then later on, there's a gigantic oh. strawberry girl. Yeah, like... <laughs> so, we technically got had three songs, you know, so... I suppose... Uh, I mean, I, I was so shocked uh, I didn't understand what he was saying. It, it, it was weird, and it is kind of fun to see Robin Lord Taylor in, like, Tops and Tails. So, like, I didn't mind it. It was just weird, but I think that right. got some... I sometimes I think Gotham does stuff like that just to like be weird and to like get make the audience like feel uncomfortable. Wake up. Yeah. So I, that's probably what it was.
1: <laughs> I mean um I, yeah like you I, I didn't dislike it but it was such a non word. I was like what what I kind of didn't I kind of I was so shocked I I couldn't really understand what was being sung or
0: why but whatever. <laughs> the Riddler's taking drugs that make him, like, because Penguin would only appear when he would, like, take the pill, which, that was, like, a plot of Smallville, where it wasn't a pill. It was, like, some sort of, like, medical thing where, like, Lana would, like, take it and she could see her dead parents. <laughs> really? What season was that? Oh. I don't no memory of that. <laughs> I think it was, like, season five or six. Um, <laughs> okay, I wouldn't have seen season six. Or five, I don't think. Uh, I'm I'm thinking season five. Actually, I'm googling this right now. Um, the hell? Lana playing drugs, dead parents. My money is on season six because, like, I remember like it was it was like around like that era, and like other people in like the show were taking it too. But it's like it's this like drug that we're like for some reason
1: Lana Light has a dead parents plot. <laughs>
0: My parents are dead. Back when I was Miranda Cosgrove, because like it's it's like Harley in, in the pilot plane, Lana, like at the beginning.
1: I mean, there's love. I mean, what is it, what is it with, like the Fox and Bullock dynamic?
0: It was what it was. It's I, I'm I'm not too big of a fan of Bullock in this episode. Although uh, that means I do like the he's people. Like, <laughs> how do I look? <laughs> and it's like, is this what Jim has to go through all the time? Uh, he's like now. Where's my badge? Hey, hey, give it back! Come oh on. yeah,
1: <laughs> oh yeah. I left it in the gullet of a murdered corpse. How could I forget?
0: <laughs> it's always in the last place you look.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't like him. Infin- and actually, that was weird. Like GCBD, nobody move at this chess tournament. And then the first thing that Lucia says in that scene is, "Maybe I was wrong." Like. You don't say that when you just, like, this like, that's going to take everyone off. Like, you didn't investigate for more than, like, seven seconds. And then, like, at the first <laughs> kind of, like, trouble, he's like, oh, uh, maybe it was wrong to, like, you know, mess up your tournament.
1: <laughs> Someone on Twitter, uh, when when, Har- when Bullock said, you know, nobody move, he's like, scratch that, everybody move. Someone on Twitter, like, said, classic Bullock. And I was like, I guess. <laughs> I
0: suppose. Um, I mean, this really was, I thought... Like, the the, the, I mean, the he's still captain. Like, has it been a full season? Like, when did the Azrael thing happen? I'm like, I'm totally... Oh, God, like I don't know. Oh, no, I mean, they, they, a, they, no I'm sorry. Okay, no, but, but Barnes was this season. It's been such a long season, man, with, like, all these breaks. It has. Like, I couldn't remember for a second if Barnes was evil this season or last season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, could... he was
1: cred- credited in the opening credits, and I forgot that they don't always conclude persons in that, but, like...
0: Yeah, yeah, like... <laughs> He doesn't have to show up the rest of the season, and he'll collect a paycheck. That's that's how it works in Gotham.
1: I mean, um, I liked the, it because it really it really was the Lucius Fox and Bullock show in this episode when when it wasn't the Riddler show. And it, I don't know, it, it's like it's nice when Lucius gets some screen time, but it's, it's even better when like he's basically like if Gordon's not there, he is like you know kind of the main character because it, it kind of adds to the reason why he's in the show. It's like he's not just a supporting character that, that we're told to like. We're kind of shown to like him in a bit. And I thought that was a nice change of pace. I'm not sure if they're going to do it again, but I thought that was... It really
0: was kind of cool. I think they're just, like, settling Bullock into, like, he's not going to be the morally ambiguous guy that he was in the first few episodes, because now that's Gordon's role. He's just going to be, like, the comic relief sidekick. Like, that. Mm-hmm. that's his role. And that's what he was, to Lucius, this thing. But uh, I think I said in, in my little recap, or it might have been when we were, like, you know, riffing, you know, off the air that, like... <laughs> It's funny how, like, scared of death, like, Bullock was when he's, like, on that chair. Like, what like He was, like, hamming it up that scene. And I just go back to, like, all the times when, like, he's been much closer to the death and he didn't bat an eye. Like, at the end of season one where, like, Fish had them, like, up on that hook. And um, also in season one where – notice there's a theme here. It's um, uh, it's only season one memories where Sarah Essen's like, all the cops want to push you off of this roof for, like, you know – turning flask in so I'd be careful and Bullock like defiantly like steps on the edge like yeah that's right come get me yeah he, he was he was like you know please David, please oh I don't want to die oh my glasses they're just, why are there all, <laughs> man, four choices yeah oh and also um uh when when the, in Penguin's Umbrella he like gets drunk he's like alright you know we're gonna we're gonna go the fight Falcone and we're probably gonna die but like you know let, let's do this uh <laughs> Although, I, I, in fairness, that time, those times, he was, like, going out, like, doing, you know, like, something heroic, whereas, like, you know, this time he's a hostage, so. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I think he, he I, was I a think little was weird much. That, like, you know, Nygma has his, like, you know, is, like, facing Lucius, and, like, anyone could just come up behind him, and, like, he tells Lucius to come along, like, where's the SWAT team? You know, like, why does Lucius listen to him?
1: I don't know. Um, I mean, I mean, I, I honestly think that, like, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know if I cared, but like, it was comically like over the top with like how, how scared he was. It's, like, he was like a scaredy cat, but like, whatever. It, it was this script.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's. I don't have too much to say about like the Riddler side of things, other than like I really, really liked the whole like. Really. No, really? I said I don't have that much to say about. It other than that, I really, really liked you know it, and and I really liked his um. Psyche of the whole, like, him being frustrated when people got stuff wrong. Uh, when I like a plot, I usually don't have too much to say about it other than, that was good. That was good. That was
1: good. Uh, I mean, I, I, I can, I can, I understand I mean, I, I, I thought that this was. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird because, like, I remember specifically, like, in the last, maybe the season two, hating how they were writing the, the Riddler. But, but now that we're at this point, um, I really, I, am I I, I'm, I'm hard pressed to find if, if if Michael Smith is not the best like Riddler on screen. And by that point, I'm always going back to John Glover. But you always have to kind of make a caveat because that's an, the animated version. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, Frank I, think, I, I think to make the playing field more fair, you have to like you know do live action separate than animation. Well,
1: I mean, like Frank Gorshin is, is like the the classic Riddler. I mean, he's like, like no one's going to like dislike him because he did set this set the stage, and uh, and Jim Carrey really was only kind of doing that version. This one is like, I mean, I liked how he did the whole. I mean, he he all but said, "Riddle me this, riddle me that," and he was he was playing it straight, but it was also very. I mean, this I hate to pull the fanboy card, but really, if you're a Batman fan, you notice how the Riddler talks, where he says blah, 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 I am this, I am that, what am I? Like, that's, that's just, like, tick. And him doing it in, the, in this episode, it was really good. Um, And, like, it was threatening without being, like, over the top. And, I mean, I'm not sure why he, got, why he decided to call himself the Riddle, because there wasn't any, any sort of, like, verbal connection to, like, anything
0: else. But that's fine. I mean, because he, he does riddles, you know? like Yeah, exactly. I mean, and Doherty used to call him Riddle Man, so. Yeah, sure. I mean, I just like I was saying to him, like you've got to be kidding me if I'm going to let a, a cop. Like speaking of Doherty, like you've got to be kidding me if I'm going to let a cop killer like give a speech to a bunch of cadets.
1: <laughs> and then he said, "Oh yes, I am." And just oh, that's
0: right, that stuff I did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I was I was very impressed. And again, the thing with the Gotham is that like no matter how much I hate the scripts or the writing, i have never. Met, I mean, or even the decisions of the actors, I've never met like the actors themselves. I don't think this show has a bad actor in the in the series. But some are better than most. But like, I I really think that like Corey Michael Smith, like I could I could see him play Riddler in a movie. That's how good he is. And I think that like this, much of what he had to do in this in this episode was some of the best I think that they gave the character in terms of like you know being the Riddler and also just like, just straight up like motivation and dialogue. I mean, I'm not crazy about him like actively saying I want to become a villain, but his basic motivation and like you know him trying to find somebody who was who could match his intellect. That's the Riddler. It's like the first time he's actually acted the Riddler. And it's cool seeing that, you know, brought on display.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> That's obvious. being alive at the end, <laughs> which, oh, first of all, I'm, I'm glad that he's not dead because, you know, I, I feel like there's still places for his story to go. And Robin Lord Taylor's a good actor, you know, it, it, strength to the show, all, all that jazz. So, like, I'm not complaining that he's alive. That being said, like, I really, because of the last time we saw him, he was shot in the stomach and sinking to the bottom of the ocean. Like the only way he could have survived was if, like, mermaids, like you know, healed him and gave him CPR. Like, weren't you the one that was denying that he was dead in the first place? Like, I, I told you, like, I, I was denying he was dead, absolutely. But like, what I'm saying is, like, if he's the, gonna the, survive, you know, there needs to be a better explanation. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's very much a DXS market that, like, A, it's one thing that boys and I have found him. It's another thing that she, she like, I healed you for weeks despite the fact that, like, you, yeah, I was he, bored. You
0: still, like a 13-year-old girl in, like, a 20-year-old body or whatever it's supposed to be. So, like, that, that's why I was, like, if if Leslie Tompkins found him or, like, somebody who, like, I can buy being able to heal him, like, like Hugo Strange finding him. Uh, yes, exactly. Oh, or, or, like, oh, or, or if, like, Fish found him, like, that would have been, like, he, like, woke up. Oh yes. I'm alive. Yes you are, Oswald. <laughs> Fish.
1: Well this reminded me of, of like when he met uh, a
0: big plans for you.
1: This reminded me of of uh when he met Riddler the last season. Like he you know, he he was injured and then, and then was found by a supervillain.
0: He was and wandering in the woods. He wasn't like he wasn't sinking to the bottom of like, like a place where like he wouldn't have the ability to breathe, like bleeding oh, out. Yeah. Which, which, again, like, yes, like, I was denying that he was dead, but what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> there had to have been a better explanation for his survival than that.
1: No, I agree with you. Like, like, like and I, I I just don't like the smug attitude that, that Poison Ivy that gave us, so, like, you know, as though she has ever been a character that we're supposed to care about. Um, and it just doesn't make any sense to me why she would, like, if she's going to save the guy, why didn't she call the police or the newspapers um, if she knew who he was?
0: <laughs> she's a street rat. Oh that's yeah, that's enough. right. Yeah, she has the
1: mayor. Exactly. It's like I I I, I healed you and, he, and I healed you. How how did you heal her him? They've not established her powers at all, so it's just like whatever. That was the, that. Honest, honestly, that's probably the worst part of the episode. Um, even though it's like for thirty seconds. Yeah, I did like the line where he's like, "You know, I just remembered I have somebody to kill." That was pretty
0: cool. Actually, I did not like that line because like the whole point of the previous episode was that like. No matter what Nigma did to him, he did not want to betray and kill him, and that's like what surprised him. It's like, wait, what? You still don't want to kill me after all that? He's like, no, I guess I re- really do love you. Like, and now he's back to oh never. Like that was like the whole character journey of the last episode. Like at the beginning, he thought he wanted to kill Penguin, but I mean, he is Penguin. At the beginning, he thought he wanted to kill Riddler. Then he realized, wait, I don't want to kill Riddler. I really do love him.
1: Well, that's a good point. I mean, did he think that that that, that Riddler was like? going to change his mind back then and was convinced that he wouldn't try to kill him. Because that, 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 in my mind, would be the only difference. That, like, he very nearly was killed by Riddler. But he like, he, looked, he we, did look we, pretty surprised. Riddler
0: already had tried to kill him, though. Like, like well, like many times in that episode. So, Because, like, at the beginning, remember, he, like, puts him in that death trap.
1: And then he had, he had that guy come by and, like, it's, uh, a, it's a
0: penguin reaction to go after someone and say, I want to kill you. But it's just, like, I feel like we just went through that, and, like, he, like, came out the other side saying, even though you tried to kill me, I don't want to kill you, because I love you.
1: I'd have to watch that again, because because I'm honestly wondering, because I, I feel that, like in that last scene, he was holding out hope that, like, Riddler would turn around, and when he didn't, that would have been, like, the, the point of change.
0: But that's no different than the beginning of the episode, when, like, he was in that, like, parking garage and, like, almost died. And, but like, 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 but like that obvious cop that's freed
1: was part of the Riddler's plan. And he really wanted him to, what to did sell him he out.
0: Do? Like he's like, wait a second, are you here for a reason? Like, god damn it, get me out! Well, but you know
1: what I'm saying is that, like, you know, the plot that was unfolded was that, like, Riddler wanted him to sell, Riddler, to he wanted Penguin to sell him out to sell Riddler out.
0: Right, but but what I'm saying is, like, at the beginning, Riddler put him in that death trap in the garage, and he was begging him for like. You know, for mercy, and Riddler didn't, you know, like, blink and walked away, like, as far as Penguin knew, ready for him to die. So, how is that any different than. And then, and then after that happens, he's like, even though he didn't change his mind, I still don't want to kill him. How is that any different than this?
1: Um, I just feel that, like, in that last scene, he was.
0: He wasn't, like, saying. It was more emotionally vulnerable, yes, but, like.
1: He wasn't saying, kill me, but I'll always still love you. He was like, please don't kill me because I love you.
0: But then it's not love. Like that was the whole point of the last episode. Like if you want to kill him, then it's not love. Although then again, <laughs> who among... Never mind. I was I was going to make a very dark joke. Like who among us has not had murderous thoughts about someone that we love? But that that joke's very very dark.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and yet it'll say in the episode.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it will because it's in the context. I, I feel it's in the context of the discussion. You know, and like. Yeah. And, and it's a thought worth ex- worth exploring. Uh, not exploring too much, Gotham listeners. You know, no homicidal maniacs listening to this podcast. Like,
1: yeah, don't listen to us.
0: <laughs> Next week's headline: like thousands of podcast listeners murder their loved ones. Blame the Gotham Chronicle podcast. <laughs> and then Dustin, like, <laughs> <laughs> what's he going to say? You know, we're in his office, being yelled at him like yet again. Like, really, really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mass, you caused a genocide? A mass murdering spree. I can't leave you guys alone
0: for one minute.
1: <laughs> D- Dustin said way worse than us.
0: <laughs> oh, come on, Dustin. It wasn't so bad this time. The mayor is on my ass. He wants <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Are, are we cops now? Wait, wait. What's happening? Like. <laughs> I <like, laughs> realize. <we always? laughs> turn, turn in your microphone. But, Dustin! I said turn him in. You're off the case. <laughs>
1: Unclasping from our ankles and our shoulders.
0: <laughs> We're sorry. To, I don't want to hear it.
1: <laughs> um, that's that's that plot. Uh, I kind of talking in circles at this point with with the Riddler but um, yeah.
0: Uh, so the as I said in the um, little fake recap, I was glad to see Bruce get a rematch with Sonny Gilzine and and get the better of him.
1: I was going to say Sonny Gilzine he we've not seen him in like a season.
0: Uh, I guess it was last season when, like, yeah, when Bruce, like, ran away to become, like, you know, um, a hobo with Selena for a little while.
1: For one episode.
0: (laughs) It was a few episodes. I'm trying to remember what drove him to do that. It was, like, after he killed Matches Malone, or after Matches Malone, like, killed himself or something, that's what it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But but I remember, because, like, that... there's like a scene where like Selena's like cleaning up like Bruce's bruises, and it's like he made me un—I'm unbra- unbreakable. He didn't break me, and I put the Kimmy Schmidt theme song in like our intro when that happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like the Bruce plot was slight, but I, I, I like seeing Davy Mazows, so it was—I enjoyed it for what it was.
0: Yeah, and then Selena, you know, like that—that that, that was some rough stuff. I mean, I mean, not acting and whatever it was, but just like you know, I'm going through my own love drama at the moment. So like, seeing Selena and Bruce like hatch it out that way, that was that was <laughs> kind of rough. Like, she shut him down like again.
1: Well, I mean, like I, I I did not guess that she didn't send that note at first. So when she was like, you know, what are you doing here, kid? I was like, Jesus Christ, we're doing this again. But I guess it turned out. <laughs> I be not okay.
0: think. I, I had a feeling that she didn't send that note, but like. uh... <laughs> But when she said, like, you know, what are you doing here? I told you not to come around. I was like, you sent him the notes. Like, but in the back of my mind, I thought, okay, this is a ploy to get, like, Bruce kidnapped again, which they knew the exact, like, turtleneck weather he would, like, wear in it.
1: <laughs> oh, this, like,
0: like, whole thing, like, you know, like, uh, he's, like, rehearsing everything about, like, his parents' death. And, like, he immediately, like, goes in the door and Alfred's like, oh, no, like, right away, like, <laughs> oh, master B, how are things with Selena. Hoes be crazy, Alfred. Uh, yes, they would be. Anyway, would you like that pie of mine that you always hate? Mmm, I sure love that pie of yours that I always hate. Wait, what? Clayface, is at you? <laughs> What's not to like?
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Selena, screw that hoe.
0: <laughs> You're the t- son of a bitch. <laughs> his ass is like face off and it Ben mckenzie (laughs) it reminded me of um like two times in two stories with like spider-man and the chameleon where like chameleon would like walk into like uh peter's house and like the one time with mary jane like she she knew it wasn't him like right away and then um she does it with aunt may and like and aunt may does the whole like shepherd's pie thing except like the stuff like oh you know uncle ben you know always kept the doors unlocked oh yes he did and you know uncle ben always like this Oh, sure he did Nope, you failed the test, and I and I put Ambien in your cookies. (laughs) (laughs) Tralala! Sensational
1: Spider-Man Volume Two.
0: Yeah, (laughs) that was fun. Didn't she like like knit a thing that said "Gotcha" or something? To which like um, that's one when you do like um, a body switching story, and we talked about this earlier in the season. It's like you can go to route where like the people who like love the person like see through the ruse right away, or where like it's pulled off like without a hitch and each time it happens people complain either way and I always go back to like we're gonna get a comment about this from a Spider-Man fan but like I always go back to Superior Spider-Man where people like you know why can't people you know like not see that it's Peter where like Alfred can see that this is Bruce you know like right away within minutes and uh, I can see it working both ways but really it's whatever the story needs it to be as well you know like (laughs) there's ways to do it plausibly and ways not to and Whenever someone impersonates someone, I always go back to that Fred Van Lunte, uh chameleon story where he talks about the reason why, like, we, like, he's able to impersonate people is because we as humans are so focused on our own lives and our own stuff that, like, we don't notice the, like, inconsistencies of the behavior of people around us. <laughs> and he said it a lot more eloquently than that, but, like, it, it's a line that, like, sold me on, like, every single body-snatching story that I've read after that. And <laughs> now we're going to... To st- a point. Now, point. now we're going to spend the next three episodes like arguing about that. Now that being said, Alfred probably suspects something, so he's either going to say something right away the next episode, or you know, just raise his eyebrow a lot, or like go to Gordon like, ah, oh, I think masterpiece in danger. Oh, what are you talking about? He looks find the me.
1: What's the in game for like them re- uh, replacing Bruce Wayne with like a quarter vowels clone? But Is he going like, to like turn into a bird
0: Wayne Enterprises or something? Or I don't know. And I I still want to know like. Is this a clone or a genetically... I mean, they say clone, but, like, you know... I, I want an origin story. It's
1: this, it's this clone conspiracy thing where he has all of his memories.
0: You see. Uh, he doesn't have the memories, though. <laughs> Otherwise, he would have known about the pot. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he failed miserably. <laughs> the court of vows. <laughs> they were so unprepared for this. <laughs> Years of planning ruined. <laughs> This all-seeing, all-knowing organization. They don't... (laughs) And and they were brought down by Alfred's freaking shepherd's pie. I love it. Within 45 seconds. (laughs) Well, and even before that, like, just his, like, cavalier attitude about Selina. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, Selina. Oh, whatever, Alfred. Like, ah, yeah, I guess. (laughs) So how's Silver doing? (laughs) Uh, he, he, Silver hasn't been um Seen since last season uh, I'll just call up Julie Madison He like pulls out a gun Julie Madison won't be cast on the show until next season <laughs> Who are you? What's your game? <laughs> you don't have the cast
1: list, do you? Who are you? <laughs> I'm like Bruce, only a little more bizarre <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm like you only a, Okay, <laughs> well this part of the discussion Is going off the rails so. Oh, so have, have we used that joke before? <laughs> I hope not uh, probably, but it's like, I'm just conscious of, like, making the show too inside Jokey because, like, then, like, the listeners, you know, like, don't get the besties. All five of them. I, um, I, I don't blame you. What do you mean all five of them? We <laughs> <laughs> um. Did we talk about the Gordon thing at, at all? No, 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 we haven't talked about that yet, Ex- except for, like, the jokes in the intro and stuff. Right. Yeah, uh, that was the least interesting plot line for me. Uh, the whole Gordon... It, it, it was weird hearing it out loud that, like, the Gordon family has, like, served with the Court of Owls, like, that's... God on the mighty <laughs> I mean, but at the same time, that's not new information. We've kind of, like, known this for, you know, like, uh, you know, most of the season. I feel that, like, we... we You and I, like, theorized
1: that his dad was of like, the Court of Owls, but when they actually said it, I was like, oh, okay. Gordon's father was in the Court of Owls. Why? Because it's Gotham. <laughs> um, it's weird, though, because it... Honestly, every time in these type of shows, a character talks about their family, their family always has this, like, bananas, bizarre, like, secret. It's like, why did you abandon my father and leave me alone with my mother? Uh, I've, I've been wondering for years. It's, it's like, really? You, like, like, at no point until now in this series, you didn't think to call
0: him or find him? Well, it, it, we don't know that much about Gordon's family history in general on the show. Like, Yeah, is,
1: is his father really named Peter? Do, are you aware of that, or...
0: Uh, I I know that was in the cast. I mean, in in the comics, I don't know what Gordon's father's name is in the comics because I've never (laughs) really cared. Um, I'm sure it's somewhere. I I don't know if I mentioned this one, it was discussed before, but the name Peter Gordon, I don't know if it's the writers just doing that as a coincidence or if it's like a musical gag because there was an English singing duo in the 60s named Peter and Gordon who um, they they had a lot of hits and uh, mostly because, you know... um, (laughs) uh, Peter Asher of Peter and Gordon, he was really really lucky that like one of his roommates just happened to be Paul McCartney because Paul was banging his sister at the time. I see. So like Paul McCartney was like living at their house like in like a spare bedroom because he was dating like, you know, Peter's sister and like he'd be like, "Oh, here's a song that's not good enough for the Beatles. You can sing it if you want." So like he's so he would like go down to like recording studio. I have a song from Paul McCartney. What do you have? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh dear. And as a result, and actually uh, Peter Asher later went on To be like a big music producer um, And he had Something to do with the Man of Steel soundtracks I know, like I know that like I, I don't think he like scored them completely But he was like one of the producers on them or something Like if you google like Peter Asher And you look at like the soundtrack that he's worked on He's, he, he has a pretty Impressive resume so I don't know if Gordon's father is a reference to him at all Or not the name Peter Gordon actually
1: did sound familiar, and I, I mean, it doesn't matter what one, one bit whether what his father's name is, but I would not be surprised if that is his father's name in the comics. I mean, I've not read everything, but I, I, I feel that like the story where they talked about how his father's he came never from
0: important. <laughs> Do what? Gordon's father's never important.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, the story where like they, they reveal that he came from Chicago, that that was not Batman Year One. I feel that they, they would have probably mentioned it because I know that like in post-crisis, he was part of the war, right?
0: Like he is here. I don't, I mean, my my Batman reading is not as, like, thorough as my Spider-Man reading, but, like, and and Gordon's family history has changed so many times, truth be told, to be honest, so. I gotcha. It it was, like, he looks at that photo and it's like, oh, yes, me, my dad and my uncle. When we were cosplaying at, at at that 1950s, you know, like uh, uh, convention,
1: I know. Again with this shit, it's, it's like every, this, this entire season we've been like hitting the head that like Gordon has fantasies of my three sons. <laughs>
0: yeah, like, he, he's dressed like yeah.
1: he's dressed <laughs> like a Howdy Doody ventriloquist doll. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and even even Penguin at the beginning, no Penguin. It, I keep on saying Penguin, like, but I mean, he just say Riddler. But even Riddler at the beginning of the episode, when he has like the photos of everyone he's killed. All the photos are in black and white, like, Gotham exists. <laughs> That's very in a, Batman like,
1: the M.A. series.
0: Gotham exists in an alternate universe where, like, color photographs were never invented but cell phones were. Because oh. we've seen cell phones throughout the series.
1: Also, James Remar, uh, the guy who plays his, his uncle, he looks exactly the same in that photo from, like, 30 years ago. <laughs> well,
0: the Court of Owls has a, has a fountain of youth serum. By the way, like, I was remembering this as we were talking about the Court of Owls and, like, Bruce plotline, like... Maybe Bruce Riley is looking for that owl statue that, like, Jerome smashed into a million pieces that had the treasure map. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Harder than it looks. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> now we'll never solve this mystery.
1: That was a really good gag, where, where, like, he thought it breaks and he just, like, does it again, and Alfred's like, God, God. <laughs> <laughs> That was fun. <laughs> we wasted a
0: half season on that.
1: <laughs> yeah, we wasted all of our viable
0: storylines boring the audience with that plotline. Yeah, and it's that whole thing, like, oh, I'm, I am I really want you to take it down, but then, like, the whole, oh, it's deceiving because they, they actually have a plan for him, and it's, like, <laughs> all of a sudden, like, Gordon is, like, one of the most important people in the city, so that, like, the Court of Owls, like, want to do, like, evil stuff to him or, like, involve him in a plan. It's It's really bizarre.
1: I mean, yeah, it was like you know, like like Jim. You must believe me. I I fought for my life, whatever. Then like you know, the, the last time you see him in the show, he's, he's like, you know, how did it go with your nephew? And like they're pouring tea. Yeah. I like, saw so this this like cultish ceremony. And I, I know I know it's a television it show. Reminds like, me of not-
0: Pinkett Smith, the whole like soon we will strike, you know, like stuff from season one. Right. Um, it really sounds like I hated this episode when like I lay it all out like this, but I actually enjoyed it. I just didn't like the Gordon stuff, you know. But the, but, but I, I didn't like it too,
1: but the Gordon stuff was like so minor though. It, like, it was like a minute, a scene.
0: The, the DNA in the vertebrae of the episode was the Lucius and like Riddler plot line, and because that worked, like the episode worked.
1: I, I, honestly, I mean, there's there have been like there have been better episodes, but I think it's my second favorite episode of the season after
0: after after the last one. Oh, really? I, because, I thought, yeah, I thought that that last episode was like one of the strongest that the show's ever done. I remember saying at the time.
1: Uh, me, me too. And they're, they're, usually, when that happens in Gotham, there's a big like quality dip. There, there always is. But honestly, it felt like the writing team from that episode and this episode stayed with the show because it, there were things I didn't care about, but like I, I didn't hate anything. And the stuff that I liked, I I really thought was like well written, well acted, and well directed. So we've also, I, was, I was very
0: pleased. We've also said a lot that our favorite episodes are the ones that like focus on like the smaller groups of the cast and don't try and include everyone. So we did have a lot of absent people. Like, like, Lee was there for, like, one scene and one scene only. Um, and No Tabitha or um Yeah, no Tabitha, Barbara. but Barbara Keane and Butch Gilzine. like, that, that trio. Like, none of them. Uh, honestly, barely Gordon, like you said, too. Uh, even Selena. like, was only there for a cup of coffee.
1: This has to be, like, I mean, even more than last episode, this has to be the one episode where, like, Gordon had the least screen time in the entire series. Like, like, I'm, 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 Cause like those scenes were like maybe two minutes long And there oh, were like three scenes
0: It is hitting me now that I think about this out loud That like Bruce was kidnapped last episode because of Jerome And he's straight up just like kidnapped again Like <laughs> but, but before we record the next one I need to go back I'm going to like look through each episode Not like rewatch all of them But just like you know look through like you know the plots and stuff And like count how many times Bruce has been kidnapped And how often I mean, it's one of those things where, like, I've always,
1: in my head canon, the reason why Nightwing is so awesome is because he had a lot of, like, uh, trial and error as Robin because he was kidnapped all the time. Um, so it's, it's like the same with Bruce Wayne, where it's like, you know, I don't mind him getting kidnapped every episode, as, uh, but as long as, like, you know, by the last episode he stops getting kidnapped, and it's like he can,
0: you know, become a, an escape <laughs> oh, artist. Yeah, man. And he immediately gets kidnapped. <laughs> 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 You failed this city. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Alfred and Bruce have to, like, go to... Uh, <laughs> okay, well, that was how the Riddler got his name. Uh, a comment that we have on the last episode, and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we have to do this, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, no, we, we, we got... Someone was not happy with us, and... Uh, I'll, I'll explain that after You're going to have to read the comment on though Because I don't have the computer in front of
1: Okay, me. a man named I'm assuming he's a man D, Which is crazy A person called DCEU Greater than MCU And your face Said okay. on February 3rd
0: <laughs>
1: Sure <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I, 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 I don't mean that like faithfully But like I get like, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not going to argue if, if you enjoy it more You enjoy it more
1: My face is a better movie than BBS. He says <laughs> Don,
0: Don, Don, Don Donovan will fight about it, I won't. <laughs> you can
1: hate on BBS all you want, but at least it didn't at least they gave us a Batman that didn't run and hide like a little girl every time he got sad. Sure, he crossed the line, but he came back from it. It's clear it's called a character arc. Not only that, but he's got the best costume out of any cinematic Batman ever. And he's also had at least one Robin. Nolan was too much of a coward to include all the aspects of Batman's world, but Snyder and Affleck aren't. Besides, everyone's favorite Batman, Michael Keaton, set a guy on fire. Affleck only killed by proxy. He's the Batman, period. I'm done with you haters. Sayonara.
0: Okay, so when that comment first went on the website, uh, that was in reference to Donovan and I went on like a mini discussion about BVS in the the Jerome episode. And uh, Donovan and I talk on the phone like between episodes regularly and we're like, oh, we barely even mentioned Batman versus Superman. What is this guy going <laughs> off about? Like, I was like, it was only an offhand comment. I think we only like said one thing and that's it. Like, it's not like we were saying suck it haters. And then I went back and I listened to the episode <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? That guy's comments were kind of justified somewhat because we did kind of, um, engage in the whole BBS debate a little more than my memory had been accurate about. <laughs> Uh, so, and obviously the, the merits of like, you know, Ben Affleck, Batman versus Superman, that is a whole separate discussion that would be longer than this podcast, but like, right. I, I, I will give it to the guy that, yeah, we, we did, we did fire some shots and, um, and it is fair to get some fired back.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I want to take the high road and not like, you know, go down the detour of it. Uh, I gotta, yeah, like you're right in that, like, it was a tangent, I mean, we, we were talking about Bruce... Bruce's decision not to kill.
0: Yeah, and, 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 yeah, we were comparing it to to the others, and and by the way, I mean, I will say this: I am a fan of the Michael Keenan Batman movies. I will never defend him killing the killing those people because it is it is out of character for Batman. It is something that's unacceptable. I'm just I overlook it because of nostalgia. I, I mean, I, mean I, and, and and I and I and I have no defense for that, and I, and I say that all the time when we watch the movie.
1: I mean, I've been on the Batman universe for a long time now, but I, I don't do much anymore. I'm, I, I write some stuff, and I'm on the Gotham Chronicles. I don't, I don't really talk about this on podcasts much. We, we you know, Josh and I did our review of, of Donna of Justice on our uh, podcast, comic film review, like a year ago, so you can hear my thoughts there. But like, I, I hate Batman versus Superman, Donna Justice. So like, anytime it's brought up. I'll, I'll just, like, you know, indulge myself in kind of ragging on it. So, I mean, if you enjoy that movie, I can only apologize. But you're never going to get me to, like, you know, say anything positive about it. That's all, like, that's as, as truthful as I can be. Um, next episode is called Heroes, uh, Heroes Rise, These Delicate and Dark Obsessions. What is with these titles? I swear
0: to God. Um, at least At least this title, this week's title, was, like, simple.
1: The past comes back to haunt on an all-new Gotham. Ben McKenzie directs his first episode of Gotham. The Court of Owls devises a new plan regarding the future of Gotham, as Gordon uncovers information about his father and uncle's past, connecting him back to the organization like this episode. Meanwhile, Bruce wakes up in the temple, temple, wherever that is, and learns of the shaman, whoever that is, his wish for him in the all-new Heroes Rise, These Delicate and Dark Obsessions. Episode of Gotham airing on Monday, May 1st. Um, 8 to 9 oh, 1 p.m. Eastern on Fox. Starring Ben McKenzie as Gordon, Donald Lucas Bullock, Kevin Besides as Bruce, William McKenna as Leslie, Sean Pertwee as Alfred, Robert Taylor as Oswald, and as Barbara, Cameron McKenna as Selena, Did you do the guest cast because
0: like Because those, those are the people that are always
1: guest. Okay, the guest cast, James Remar as Frank, Frank Gordon. <laughs> That's just funny. John Doman as Carmine Falcone. Oh, okay. Um... Raymond J. Berry as the Temple Shaman and Leslie Hendricks as Catherine. Um what was that one Grant Morrison story called? Was it Shaman? It was Legend Legends of the Dark Knight. I don't
0: know. <laughs> yeah, I've not read that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to for this. I, 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 like, I doubt that I doubt that supposed to feel for this. I know that like Razal Ghul is like coming onto the show, so like when I saw that. Yeah, pro- we should probably talk about that. That was in this news. Yeah, I saw that I saw that promo. I was like, Oh, is this the beginning of Razal Ghul maybe? but I don't know, like I I don't I didn't recognize the actor, so like I don't know if like that's what the actor looks like who's playing Ra's Al Ghul.
1: I saw what the actor looks like in, in the keys. I mean, he's much younger, um, mm-hmm. and I mean I'm, I, I I I've said on this podcast I don't remember specifically I know I've said on this podcast that like you know when Rachel Al comes on the show that's my cue out of here, and like you know I can't leave mid show because
0: I I can't do that to Josh, but like I. I don't like the idea they're, 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 Don and like, I had a whole discussion When that happened I was like How is Ra's al Ghul The bridge too far You know like When all this other stuff But, but I mean I, I'm not gonna like Keep Don a prisoner And like you know Make him like Stay on a show And like bully him To do it But it's, Well I, I like doing this show
1: I, I, yeah. I, I like doing the show More than I like The show itself But like um uh, no, what I'll else, what else say is that, like, because it seems to me that they're going to go the whole Batman Begins route, and uh, oh, actually, Ra- Race somehow trains Bruce Bruce in some way, which I don't. I know I, I,
0: I, I don't for. mind that. that. That's like that's one of those things that's kind of slowly becoming like more and more canon. So, um, have they done that in the comics at all? Not in the comic, but it's one of those things where like it, it's happening in other media that like, and it, it makes sense. So I, I, I don't mind it.
1: I mean, I'm I'm very much a fan of like the continuity where he meets him and kidnaps Robin from college and calls him detective and that kind of stuff. But it it makes it does make to me like logical sense that like he could train him at one point. That being said, this is Gotham. I don't, I don't want such a terrific character to be like maligned and ruined as they have with others. But um,
0: Bella joked about this back in season one, and then like, and we even referenced like. <laughs> we made a joke about like Ra's al Gul being like Gordon's father in the, in our April Fools episode last year. <laughs> you mean a
1: prediction? Well, we we predicted a lot of things in April Fool's. That the, the April Fool's prediction. That April Fool's Nostradamus Confucius episode, um,
0: <laughs> where where we were going to start World War Three with Belgium.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I will say that. I mean, I forget the actor's name right now, um, but I think that he's a good actor. He's the first actor. Uh, that's actually like racially accurate to Racial ghoul, which is kind of nice. Um, I just, I just, I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to see Racial. Okay, in fairness, they'll they'll do a better job than than freaking Arrow did because Arrow cast this like Australian douchebag. Uh, I'm sure he's a nice guy. <laughs> this this guy to play race and it was very very like weak sauce. Yeah, so... like,
0: what do you ever do to you?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not nice.
0: Okay. like like he,
1: he he it was it was like, an Australian guy playing racial school I'm sorry that's that's weak but like this guy looks and sounds like a better actor so I hope that that they can that they can
0: justify that mm-hmm. yeah sorry actor uh, I'm, but glad, he's, I'm <laughs> glad he's not on dollmaker Island like I, I was seriously afraid that we were going back to that really really it, horrible like Netflix
1: it, it, it looks it looked like um Kun Lun from uh Netflix's uh hit Iron Fist. Um, or what little we saw of it, oh, yeah, or, or the me. island from a Doctor Strange.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. he's gonna Bruce Wayne, Sorcerer Supreme. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the sling rings
1: and my, in my the, the cloak of levitation <laughs> <laughs>
0: as he listens to all the single ladies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's strained by Chou um, uh, Delaforge. <laughs> you must come back to Gotham as a, as a magician, <laughs>
0: Gordon. I've come to bargain. Score to like Bruce in the head. Gordon, Gigantic something. firehead Gordon. How many times must I kill you, boy? <laughs> so until next time. Uh, this is Don. This is Josh, Josh. And you've been listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast. Welcome back, everyone. will see you next time.